today, anyway, <laughs> on a more serious note, mm-hmm. I do like to de-woo-woo or demystify some of the stuff that that I love to do and I love to research and be involved in and and things that we use, tools that we use with clients. However, they're not necessarily mainstream or they perhaps are seen as quite, you know, um, airheady or, you know, super spiritual and things like that. Mm. And it, it creates a bit of a fear around it, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But like the the big thing is actually science is really agree starting to agree with that stuff. Yeah, it's actually scientifically proven to mm. see see a wave of energy, you know, emit itself from your heart. You know, that's you know that's a, a Dr. Joe Dispenza thing. Um, you know, it's actually scientifically proven, and I think that's a wonderful thing. But like you're right, it's still held in that mystical other side kind of place in people's minds isn't it but it's actually becoming more of a real thing yes science is proving more and more stuff on top of that though the other way i look at it is a couple of things one if believing in crystals or afterlife or you know whatever your chosen medium believing in that gets you the result that you want who cares yeah and secondly you and I have spoken about this before very strongly for the belief that our thoughts create our reality absolutely I mean have you read the book um biology of belief yes I have yeah I mean that's scientifically actually proven exactly so it it really doesn't matter then what you're believing in. This is my whole premise around, let's, you know, let's get a little bit controversial. This is my whole premise around religion, around belief systems. She I don't went think, there, folks. She I went, went there. <laughs> I don't think anyone's got it right per se. You know, I don't think there is any one way to believe. It's simply that you believe. And that actually started, this idea in my head that's never left now about religion started with a really cool little movie called Dogma with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, Alanis Morissette as God. It's fantastic. It's it's crude as heck. <laughs> However, it's hell funny. And, um, yeah, and one of the things that he said to a nun in the movie was that no religion has got it right. No one, none of them know what they're doing. They simply make their rules that feels good to them and people follow that. My suggestion that I live by anyway is that believe in yourself, believe in being the best version of yourself, believe in humanity, believe in doing no harm, you know? And, and strive to be a... a it's really not hard to know what's good and bad. Well, it's not hard to know what's positive and negative. Um, the, net, the the first step really is realising which camp which camp are you in, the positive or the negative, and yeah. then being honest to you know, get yourself out of that. But beliefs, it's all about beliefs. 
it's not you know finding something to believe in it's what are you believing in um and you get to change change it because everything's built on belief exactly it's okay to change your beliefs it's okay to yeah you know believe in one thing and then if you see if you have contrary you know information or it starts to not give yeah. you the outcome that you want be, be man and be you know well that's not the right can't say that's not very inclusive is it be man enough be oh. a, you know if you can be um you know all inclusive yeah you know it all um you know oh, lost my point now <laughs> what did you say just before that bottom line anyway and maybe oh, sorry talking about the bio the biology of belief you know yeah. because we made reference to it yeah. um you know it's uh, your your body actually physically changes um according to certain like you know belief systems and i'd highly recommend going and reading that book the guy you know noticed that our, our cells react to energy mm-hmm. and therefore thinking um which is a, a mad concept but that's the all the science behind it you know so we literally are what we believe in like like you're talking about so yeah. so what you're doing um because did you want to this is leading somewhere isn't it the thing you wanted to talk about let's I know get I do into like it to, yeah I do like to take um you know little side side lanes and whatnot however yes but it's it is, totally related to yeah it's leading to inner child work that's what I wanted to focus a little bit on today. Yeah. And it, this leads segues beautifully into it because I love doing inner child work. And um, a, a friend told me a, a beautiful little story and it only takes a second. So let me share. She said that um, there was a story about a family with two sons, a young, you know, a young, very young son, five years old and an older kind of teenage son. And they were all in the lounge room together and the older son said to the younger son, can I talk to you in private? Can we go to the room? I I need to talk to you. The mum and dad were a bit like, oh, what's going on here? However, it's okay. And they went into the room together and they went into private. And the older brother said to, to his younger brother, who are you? And the younger brother said, what? What do you mean? And he said, I want to know who you are because I'm starting to forget who I am. Now, the idea behind this, let that sink in a little bit, is that as we grow older, we start to forget who we are at at our core, really deep within. And when you think about inner child work and when you think about young children and I'm very fortunate that you know I have little six-year-old Harrison in my life so it's constantly reminding me about what it means to be childlike absolutely I bet yeah and so children they they see the world with wonder with curiosity with courage you know they're constantly building courage and with love you know, you look at, you You ask any parent, there'll be a certain time in their life where their child stopped wanting to give them those beautiful hugs. You know, the, the, the Harrison will still come and sit on my lap and give me a big hug and 
plant a big kiss on my cheek and say, you're the best mum in the whole world. That kind of wholesome, from the heart love. Yeah. And as we grow older, we, it's like we lose touch with, with that real deep love that we have, that we're born with, right? And so when you do... Because everybody is born with that, you're right. Yes, we are. I, I truly believe that we are born with love and that's the reason that when we're held to our mother's or any parent, you know, any loving person, when you're held to their chest, the baby there's a calm that comes over it and the, the connection that happens. It's that deep love that's in within that baby. And so they go through life, early life, don't they? Um, wanting to explore the world, making friends so easy. Harrison will just walk up to a whole group of people. He doesn't give a shit. He'll mm. walk in and he'll go, hey, my name's Harrison. What are you doing? Can I play? He doesn't, you know, look at the group and think, oh, gosh, I wonder if they'll like me. Oh, maybe they'll tease me. Oh, what if I'm not good enough? He doesn't have any of those negative thoughts. He just walks in and says, yeah. this is what I'm bringing to the table. And it's probably and it's probably not that that's never happened to him before, right? You know, so is these things do happen because kids are kids at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so it's not that just that he's probably, you know, it's happening to him and it's bouncing off him. And he's also not paying attention and looking for it either. It's, it's like a real small, tiny thing, like oh, whatever, which is the best way to handle shit, right? Exactly. It's like he doesn't put stock in, you know, if some kids were playing with him, but then they run off and play something else. He doesn't take that as what's wrong with me. It's not like a rejection. Oh, my God. Yeah. He'll just yeah. go and do something else. And so I, I do wonder as well if those younger sort of, early childhood beings <laughs> have such a great sense of who they are that they simply do what they want to do and be who they want to be and other people's opinion of them bounces off just like you've said mm. so this brings me to when we do inner child work the reason in my mind anyway my intention for doing it is to take people you know, imagination-wise, take them back to remembering what that felt like when they were five or six and really remembering the wonder, the love, the with, before all the judgment came in, before all the labels. Who were you? How did that feel, being that little person? What things excited you, you know? Things could have made you excited simply that mum was making a, you know, yummy spaghetti for dinner. And that was like the best thing in the world. Oh, my mum's lasagna. That was always great. There's a reason that we, many of us think that our mum's cooking is the best. It's because it goes Believe back. It. They're anchored into those early childhood memories of comfort and love. Aren't they? Yeah. So... To me, inner child work is not so much about the woo-woo or spirituality, if that's what scares people. It's more about remembering and almost like a reset. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. What do you, how do you find inner child work? What's your thoughts about it? Well, so, I mean, I actually, um, I went to see a dear friend of mine the other day. It's also hypnosis and all that kind of stuff. And um, next thing, so <laughs> I'm sitting sitting there and uh, we're doing it. So I said, next thing I know, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm in a trance because he's Mr. Hypnosis. Yeah. Um, and uh, did did some of that work, but not necessarily like um, it. He was like, right, you know, made me go and see myself, you know, imagine and go and have a chat. Oh, it was, it was like fantastic. And that's really what you're doing with the inner child, right? Going back, remembering, but also, you know, just going, sometimes it's just about going, it's okay. Because if someone's fighting all the time, you know, they've not necessarily, their inner child is is all full of fear. It's yeah. Going in to let go of that. And so like you say, taking the woo-woo out of it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bona fide scientific process of hypnosis um, mm-hmm. that, that will take you there. Um, and it's probably one of the best things. I've done it the woo-woo way and I've done it, you know, the less woo-woo way. Yeah. Uh, any, any way to do it is just bloody great you know and you know another thing I love about doing this work as well is it's an opportunity to soften and show compassion to yourself yourself yeah because when you um and that's why I keep the little picture of myself as a little girl up on the wall next to me we can be so you know we're our worst critic aren't we we're so harsh on ourselves as an adult and expect such high um, demands on ourselves, and can really beat ourselves up when we make mistakes or disappoint etc and so the way we talk to ourselves as an adult sometimes is really quite cruel and mean you know when you do inner child work and you go back just like you were saying and have a conversation with your little self it's so much more difficult to be harsh and mean because you've got this beautiful little innocent child in front of you in your imagination and, you know, the coach or uh, whoever's helping you is leading you to have a conversation and hold that child and tell them that everything's going to be okay. And So the the whole language softens, the tone softens and suddenly you're getting in contact again with that compassionate love that's at your core for yourself because to thoughts create your reality if you can come from a place of compassion for yourself you're more likely to have compassion for other people as well yeah I love that about this work and um to me that's what takes the woo-woo out of it you know I love woo-woo. I have no problem with woo-woo. I think it's fun. And I'm of the, again, the belief that. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't mind. No one, can tell me, no one can tell me it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like yeah, things will work if you believe it's going to work. If you believe keeping those crystals in your bra is going to find you your perfect mate. Hey, go you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? do it. Yeah. Actually, because it triggers the belief and the belief is what, in, in influences your entire environment around you exactly so you know is it the crystals or is it really just you you know who's to say and we we come back to where we started today 
if it works, does it really matter how you got there? Yes, exactly. Right? And the, you know, don't yeah, try it because you know why not? Why the hell not? There is nothing to lose and so much to gain. Yeah, and absolutely. Yes, we put the name inner child on it when really what we're talking about is reconnecting to yourself. Yeah. You know, and the we go back to before that. you get to the midlife crisis. Yes, and even before you get to that teenage <laughs> angst as well, where you, yeah. you know, at that teenage years, there's so much pressure to figure out who you are, and that's why I love that story that I told you, mm. where the teenage brother is asking for help from his little brother because he's forgetting who he is. He's taking on so much external bullshit that he's losing touch of the feeling of who he is. Mm. And our young our young people, you know, five, six, up to five, six, seven years of age, they still have this innate understanding and belief of who they are. Yeah, because well, they just take everything at face value because they've got no reason to dispute things. Exactly. That's why you've got to be careful about swearing in front of them. <laughs> It'll just go straight in there like a sponge. Yeah, that, that ship sailed in my house, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison's got no problem. His context is brilliant, though. Is it? He drops it just at the right time. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of um, there's a lot of crime going on, uh, unfortunately, in my area at the moment, and mm. well, a lot of Australia is having some youth crime problems. Yeah, and there was a story on the TV this morning about it, and Harrison was sitting next to me on the couch, and they hear everything. They're they're a sponge, aren't they? So even though he wasn't really watching the TV, the story must have been hitting somewhere. Now talking about break-ins and keeping your house secure and stuff. And he said, I'll tell you what, Mum, if anyone breaks in and tries to hurt my family, I'm going to come at him. I'm going to give him one chance to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh, goodness me. <laughs> what do I do with that? I, I can't be mad. I'm not mad. No, because, like, like, yeah, little man. He's, you know, he's wanting to protect his family. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. And he swore in context. So I thought, oh. Listen, there's, you know, I forget the name of it, but there's a 40-year study on how, um, you know, uh, successful people swear more, and it's, an, it's, a, and it's true. So, wow. I'll yeah. take that thing. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, you know, to be honest, I've probably been a bit liberal with it, in the past, let's just say, and not really paying attention where to my audience as much as I probably should have been. Yeah. Um, so I like to think that's a bit calmer now. But yeah, it's all linked to being a genius. So I'm, as far as I'm concerned, he's a genius. He's a genius already, right? Love <laughs> it. Love it. Uh, so anyway, I got off track there. I apologize. Um, yeah. When it comes to anything that I think pushes from a personal perspective, if it pushes your boundaries a little bit, as in it scares you a bit or, you know, if someone Shit. says, oh, you know, what yeah. what star sign are you, you know, or can I look at your palm or I do tarot cards or, you know, 
Oh, can I give you a crystal? It'll keep you safe. If any of those things touch a nerve with you, I want to ask you what you believe creates your reality. So if someone else believes in those things, allow them to create their reality. Let them create. If yeah. it's not hurting you, you keep believing whatever you want to believe. However, no one ever got hurt by being open to learning new things. It doesn't learning something new does not mean that you have to believe it or take it on. No, you can still have your own beliefs, your own opinions. However, if you close yourself off to even listening to what other people have to say, yeah, you also stunt any potential growth as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you create the box you live in. Yeah. So woo-woo away. Get in the woo-woo, swim in it, enjoy it, and take what you want, leave what you don't, I say, right? Absolutely. Just don't do a poo-poo in the woo-woo. <laughs> Never be nice. <laughs> and, you know, again, we end. Do you know how often poo comes up in our podcast, Adam? Oh, my God. We should do a study. <laughs> we'll do a poo count. This is, this is going into some weird territory now. Let's sign off now while we're yes, ahead. <laughs> before we start dropping the word poo along. <laughs> Been a pleasure. I'll see you Always. next time. All right. Bye. Much love. Bye. Bye.